Thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. If you're in the Orlando area, we hope you're able to join us for one of our services. Please check out faithassembly.org for more information or follow us on social media at faithORL. We hope this message will be an inspiration to help you find all that God has for your life. Enjoy the message. So in this uh, chapter 119, this is a Real quick background, but uh, this is a uh, longest chapter in the Bible, and uh, in it is a collection of King David's life thoughts. And uh, let me say this about King David is that it was not some high moment, like just Bible character perfection life. David had his ups and downs. David had wins and losses. Uh, David had good days and bad days. And it was kind of in a mix of all of this that through his life, he's jotting down these different thoughts, these different ideas, these different things that come to his mind when he, when he thinks about the goodness of God and the word of God. And so then towards the end of his life, he collects these, puts them into one, uh, one form, one uh, poem uh, that now is, is, we know as Psalms 119, probably with the um, idea to give that to his son. And uh, so that's what we get out of Psalms 119 is this, this, this man's life pursuit after God, ups and downs, and this is uh, some of his thoughts. And um, the first big idea that we pulled out of Psalms 119 in week one was just love for the word of God. And then last week, the big idea that we pulled out of Psalms 119 was obedience to the word of God. And uh, this week, the big idea that we pulled out of Psalms uh, 119 is to grow strong, to grow strong in the word of God. And so the title of today's message, if you're taking notes, you can write this down, but the title of today's message is this, Built for the Storm. Built for the Storm. Too soon? I didn't know how you felt about that. Built for the storm. Because listen, uh, just to let you know, um, we just got through a storm and God's got his hand on your life, okay? Everything's going to be all right. Matter of fact, I was out before this storm was coming and I was clearing out some of the stuff in my backyard and so pulling in little chairs and moving my grill um, into the garage and just clearing out all that stuff in the backyard and I could not help but think about uh, one of the last couple times I did that, it was back in 2004 when Hurricane Charlie was coming through, and I remember being in my backyard clearing stuff out, and at that time we had a big trampoline in our backyard, and I was like, well, I should do something with this, and so what I was going to do is I was going to tip that trampoline upside down and just have it laying like that and figure that would be the safest way for it to sit. And so uh, I started to try to lift that thing up and flip it over, and I could not move it hardly at all, and I just said to myself, this thing ain't going anywhere. That's what you call famous last words right there. Because in the middle of the night, that storm was going on, and there were some lightning flashes. I was looking out my back, my uh, sliding glass door, and the lightning flashes. And one of the times when the lightning flashes, I thought, that's funny. I don't see a trampoline back there anymore. And the lightning flashed a couple more times, and I said, no, it's for sure. There's no trampoline back there at all. And the next morning comes, and, and everybody's kind of coming out and seeing what's going on and the damage. And so me and my, my kids were all small at that time, and we got on our bicycles, and we just took a bike ride around the neighborhood. And we went down this street, and we went down this street, and we went over here on this street. And we got a couple of streets over, and there we recognized it in mangled form, just mess of a mess. Our trampoline was sitting there, and as we kind of ride up on it, one of my kids were like, Daddy, look! And I'm like, be quiet, just keep riding, just keep going, just go. 
I don't know what kind of damage that thing caused on the way from my backyard to here, but we don't need our name attached to it, amen. We got our own problems. I have since, I've since matured, and I would never handle it that way today, just so you know. The reason why I share that is because um, I want you to know that even if you've been through a rough season this week, there will come a point in your life when you will be, will be, you'll be over this and you'll be able to tell the story of it because God's gonna keep you and uh, you're gonna be strong in him and God's got you. And so even if you are going through a rough season right now, and look, it's not to downplay rough seasons and devastation, it's, it's real. But listen, you're, you're, still, you're still alive for a reason and God's got you, amen? You're gonna live to tell the story, amen, yeah. And that's what... That's what we'll look at in Psalms 119 is this idea of, of growing strong um, as a result of the word of God. Uh, we leverage uh, the word of God so that we are strong to withstand uh, whatever storm is coming our way. Uh, the, the verse, the key verse that we'll kind of launch from is verse 28. Again, David's writing, right? Part of his life. Verse 28, Psalms 119, David says, my soul is weary with sorrow. Some of us, we know that, like very real, maybe this week. My soul is weary with sorrow, he says, but then he says this, strengthen me according to your word. Strengthen me according to your word. David's talking about leveraging the word of God to find strength in his life, to be built for the storm. Uh, let's go to Psalms 119, uh, verse 114 through 117. So verses 114 through 117, we're gonna pull some truths out of there of what it looks like when our life is strong in the word of God. Verse 114 says this. David says, you are my refuge and my shield. He said, I have put my hope in your word. You're my refuge, you're my shield, and I have put my hope in your word. If we are strengthened in the word, with that comes a security. When you are strengthened in the word of God, there comes a very real security. David said, I am putting my hope in you. I'm putting my hope in your word. You're my shield, you're my refuge, and I'm putting my hope in you. Now, if we had to put our honest, our honest caps on, our truth-telling caps, and we had to tell the truth, then, then how, would you, how would your life, how would you have to fill in the blank if we said this, I have put my hope in blank? See, some of us, if we had to answer that question honestly, I have put my hope in blank, some of us would, would, would have to, if we're being honest, maybe it wouldn't be in the Lord, maybe it wouldn't be in the word of God. For some of us, we would say, well, I, I put my hope in myself. I mean, it haven't failed me yet, you know? I mean, I, I think I can do it and I, I'll just be strong enough and I'll just figure it out and, and I, I put my hope in myself. Some of put, you put your hope in your money and you go, well, you know what? My bank account is set to where really nothing should be able to take me out, so I put my hope in my money. Some of us, we, we, I put my hope in my intellect. I'll be smart enough. Now, I am not one who has put my hope in my intellect, amen. But some of you have put your hope in your intellect. Some people put their hope, they would have to say, I put my hope in politicians, in, 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 in politics. And if you are one that puts your hope in politics and politicians, we should pause right now and just pray. Somebody should lay hands on you right now and just pray for you. Because that's just the lie. But, but people do. 
They really do. People really put their hope in, well, if this person stays in or if this person gets elected in. They put their hope in political institutions. Some of you would have to say, I put my hope in my spouse, and that's way too much pressure to put on your spouse. I put my hope in my family. I put my hope in my doctors. Some of you would say, I put my hope in my therapist. I mean, as long as they keep meeting with me, I should be okay. Some of you, I put my hope in medication. I, I put my hope in, in, some of you would go, man, I put my hope in luck. I put my hope in chance. Some people put their hope in the stars and the, the horoscopes and all this stuff. And I love that David clarifies that. And he says, no, no, no. I have a shield in my life. The reason why I have a shield in my life, the reason why I have protection, the reason why I'm secure is because I haven't put my hope in all these other things that I see everyone else putting their hope in. I'm putting my hope in your word. And with that, that's the one that guarantees protection. When you put your hope and your trust in his word. Ephesians chapter six, Paul says it this way. In addition to all this, as, as David talks about the shield and, and hope and the link between the shield and hope, Paul says it this way, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. A shield of faith, a shield. David talks about it as, as hope. Well, hope and faith are linked together. Hebrews 11 verse 1 now, faith is the confidence in what we hope for. So a, a shield of faith, a shield of hope, it's about putting our faith, putting our hope in the only one that can actually keep us and protect us. So be familiar enough, be focused enough in the word of God to put your hope and your trust there. When you have strength in the word, There'll be a security in your life. There'll be a very real security. There'll also be, and if you're taking some notes, you can write this down. There'll also, when, when, I, when I'm strong in the word, there'll also be the right surroundings in my life. Um, I like what David says in verse 115. He says, away from me, you evildoers. Why would he say, away from me, you evildoers? He says, that I may keep the commands of my God. Away from me, you evildoers, because I'm trying to keep the commands of the Lord. I love how specific and deliberate David is about who has earned the right to influence him. Can I say that one more time? Some of us need to be a little bit more intentional about who has earned the right to influence my decisions, to influence my actions, to influence my conversations. And so David says, listen, if you're going a different direction, then away from me. And the reason why David is so specific about this and so deliberate about this is because we have the tendency as human beings to just go with the flow. We have the tendency to kind of mesh in with the crowd. There was a couple years ago, we were on a missions trip in South Africa and um, in Johannesburg, massive city, and the missionaries uh, for one of the dinners one night after we'd done ministry, uh, we went to the mall to eat dinner and a big mall, and, and so we ate some dinner, and then, and then some people just kind of walked around a little bit of, of the mall. So me and my wife were walking around the mall, and I just kind of, I don't know what, it just started feeling like it was weird. It was like we were going against the flow. It just felt like we were bumping into people a lot and stuff. And I realized finally what happened. Now, when you go to the mall, I don't know if you realize it or not, most of the time, you walk on the right side of the mall. 
Now, I know you've had to run to that store. You're going to run to that store. But just watch yourself. Next time you just kind of walk in, you'll just find yourself kind of walking on the right side of the mall. Or go look at them all, and you'll see most of the people walking on the right side of the mall. Uh, and the reason why is because we drive on the right side, so we just get used to walking over there on the right side. Well, in South Africa, they drive on the left side of the road. So without thinking about it, when they walk in the mall, they're walking on the left side of the mall. And here, me and my wife were Americans, used to walking on the right side of the mall, and we're sitting here just coming up against everybody, just going against the flow. And it was enough for me to notice, like, well, this, this makes getting from here to here harder. Maybe we should just go with the flow. Maybe we should stay on the left side. And this is what our nature is. We, 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 we kind of just like to just go with the flow. And because that is in our nature, and because David knew his propensity to go with the flow, that's why David said, so I don't even, I don't even want you all around if you're going the wrong direction. We've got, to be, we've got to be intentional about who we have given the right to, to influence our, our life. Now, for some of us, it's, it's, it's in-person people. Like, there are some relationships, and we're, I'm talking about the closest of your relationships. There are some of you, your closest relationships are people that are going a different direction, and it's going to be very, very difficult. And so that may be something that God would speak to you about. As you get stronger in the word, that, that contrast will become more clear. So for some of us, it's literal, in person, our close relationships. But for some of us, it's on-screen relationships. Can I preach for just a second that some of us have a given the right to influence in our life people that we should have never given the right to influence. And for some of us, it's hours and hours and hours of the people going a different direction than you're going and you're just taking it in, taking it in, taking it in. You go, why do I feel so weak in the word? Well, the reason why is the same thing David said. David said, if you're not going the direction I'm going, then, de- then, then, then depart, depart from me, away from me. Get away from me because I'm trying to follow the commands of the word of God. Now, David talks about a filtering, which is what needs to happen in our life. There needs to be a filtering, but also on top of filtering out the wrong people, you need to find the right people. You need to find the right people. You need to get in, in um, settings. That, that's why we cannot overemphasize the power of relationships, the power of finding people who are going your same direction and doing life with them. We cannot overemphasize the power of that. That's what the church is. That's why the church exists. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17 talks about it. As iron, when it comes together, as iron sharpens iron, so does one person sharpen another person. That's why these relationships are so important. First Thessalonians 5, Paul says it this way, therefore encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are already doing. Encourage one another, build one another up. Finding the right people in your life is so important. That's why when we talk about uh, getting involved in a connect group or going to a, a grow class, we talked about the grow classes starting next week. That's why it's so important because the, the, the power of getting around some other people who are going the same direction, they're trying to go the same direction you're trying to go. The power in that is, and some of you have never even tasted it. You've never even tried it. I'll say it this way. Some of you, you don't know the kind of Christian that you can be because you've never spent time with the kind of Christian you want to be. Can I say that one more time? You go, well, I guess I'm just always gonna be this and I'm always gonna be that. No, no, you don't know what kind of Christian you can be because you've never spent time with the kind of Christian you want to be. There are people that are waiting 
to do relationship and do life with you. That's what these classes are, are about. And so if we're gonna get strong in the word, some of us need to just do something that we've never done before because you've been doing it this way. You've been doing it this way of like, well, I come to church and that's my plan of growth. And that's, listen, I'm glad I am, man, I'm glad y'all weathered it and you're here today. I'm glad you're joining on, on a screen. I really am. And I'm, I know God's speaking to you and I know that your faith is growing even in this moment. But what would happen if it was more than just this? What would God do with that kind of intentional decision that says, I'm, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in one of those classes and I'm gonna see if my, my, my power, my strength in the word of God is even more than it is right now as I surround myself with some people who are going the same direction as I am. I wanna show you this video, James and Tanisha's incredible family in our church and uh, they're just gonna tell their story of, of what it was like when they made that decision and the kind of strength that came uh, as, as they got intentional about who they were surrounding themselves with. Check this out. Well, I'm Tanisha, this is my husband, James. Um, we needed God to restore our marriage. It was one of those things where just making a lot of bad decisions and, and also getting to a place where I was so hardened towards God and my wife and family and just started to leak out in all areas of our lives. And I remember crying out, oh, I'm like, Lord, like, you gotta do something. Like, just do something. It was one Sunday they were saying that, oh, get connected, you know, try a growth class. And then they said, oh, journey to faith. And we, we signed up and we were so excited about going to that growth class. The first day they didn't, they just told us to go to a person. We were just all sharing, just being transparent and seeing what we were going through and why we were there and just hearing everyone's stories and then encouraging one another. And Mina being there, coaching us on and saying, I'm not perfect either. I'm gonna be here with you guys going through this journey of faith. At the end of the day, uh, we're all going through different trials, tribulations, tests, and there's a commonality. You know, I was really in, in a broken place and just needed to be healed. As we come together, especially as men, we're able to share what we're truly dealing with and going through and um, really get breakthrough in our lives. So since coming to uh, Faith Assembly and going through the level two of Journey of Faith, uh, we know that the Lord has completely restored our marriage. We are walking down the same path now. The Journey of Faith class is a discipleship class and you can maybe feel like, okay, well, I've already been discipled, um, but it's truly a different experience. Uh, it's truly life-changing, the lessons and the things that we discuss and the way that you can uh, help one another um, go along the journey, um, that's what makes it such a more spiritual and powerful experience. And I feel like discipleship is a lifelong thing. It's not just a one-time experience. It's every single day we have to be discipled because every single day we have to be more and more like Jesus. So we are on a lifelong journey of faith. Come on. Wow. Yeah, that right there will preach. I would, we could just show that video and we could be done. Uh, incredible. Uh, just, the, just the power of, of a decision to be strong in the word. And it will bring about a security, shield, and protection. It will bring about the right surroundings. And then I'll end with this. But it will bring about a, a rare stability in your life. When you decide to be strong in the word of God, it will be, there will be a stability about you, a strength about you that will be rare, and people will notice it because the, the storms are, and more storms are coming. 
No amen. And I don't blame you, but it's true. More, they, it is. More storms are coming. And if it's not a hurricane, it's going to be an emotional storm. It's going to be a, something going on in my body, or it's going to be something like, we, we, we will go through storms. The, the question is not, will you go through them? The, st- the question becomes, will you be built for the storm when they come? And when you decide to be strong in the word of God, there will be a stability about you. So look at what David prays in verses 116 and 117. I love this. David first says, sustain me, God. Sustain me, my God. Let me tell you what that, the word that gets translated sustain in the Hebrew, it carries with it this powerful phrase, and it's this. It's saying, uh, God, do whatever it takes so that I remain. I love that we serve a God that says, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to keep you. I'm gonna do whatever it takes so that you remain, so that you're not, listen, God's not going anywhere and neither are you. God says, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to sustain you. David says, sustain me, my God, according to your promise and I will live. Do not let my hopes be dashed. And then David says this, he says, uphold me. Uphold me. And that word carries with it, in in the Hebrew, it carries with it this idea of like, um, re-strengthening, restoring, even, even Harry's with it, this thought of like feeding someone so that their uh, strength gets renewed. And I thought about that and I thought that's exactly what the word of God does in our life. When I decide I'm gonna be strong in the word, I take that word into my life and it sustains me and it upholds me, it strengthens me, it makes it so that I can remain and that I can be restored. And listen, David had areas of his life where he didn't remain. He had areas of his life where he fell into sin and instead of remaining, he rejected his relationship with God. He knew what it was like to go through those seasons he said, I don't want that. So he says, God, instead of me making those kinds of decisions, God, sustain me. And when I did make those decisions, God, I know you were a God who restored me. I don't know if anybody else is like me, but sometimes when I order something online, I will, I will be making it and get it in my, uh, get it in the, in my, my cart, and then I go and I make payment and enter and get done with the sale. And I mean, like the moment I get done with the sale, I don't know if anybody else is like me, I get done, boom, it's completed. Is anybody like me where you go to that track package button like right then? Like I'm serious, this sale has happened 10 seconds ago and I'm like, I'm gonna check the progress and just see, I'm just gonna see if they have a, a, you know, a recommended date time of arrival, like let's just check. So I check it and there'll be nothing there. So then, I, I mean seriously, I don't know, I'll wait like 90 minutes and then go back and be like, I haven't checked, I haven't tracked that package in a while. I mean it's been 90 minutes since I've tracked it. And is anybody, I'm serious, anybody else do this? I'll go back and track that thing 90 minutes later, still in the warehouse. Okay, then no, that's fine. I mean, that's good. No, that's good. I, just let me know. Let me know when it's coming. We get so consumed with the delivery, right? We get so consumed with like, uh, when is this thing coming? That's why I like David that he prays, uphold me. He says, uphold me and I will be delivered. Can I tell you this? You will be delivered. You don't have to doubt. You don't have to wonder about your delivery. It's going to happen. You will be, I'll say it this way. 
If you are saved, if you are covered in, in the, the shield of faith, listen, if you are saved, here's the thing, you are already on your way to heaven. The delivery point has already been set, and you're not just doing mundane life. No, every day, every step, everything you go through, it's just part of the journey of faith, if you want to put it that way, but it's part of a journey where you will be eventually delivered to heaven. Even if, even if something happens to my body, my soul, and my spirit will be delivered to heaven. You are on your way to heaven. You will be delivered. You don't have to worry about that. And so when I have that kind of confidence, I mean, what kind of strength, what kind of rare stability comes with that? Knowing that it does not matter what happens around me. I will be delivered. I like, I like what David prayed in, in the same chapter in verse 32 and 33. He said, I run in the path of your commands, for you've, you have uh, broadened my understanding. And he says, teach me, Lord, the way of your decrees. And he goes, that I may follow it to the end. That's the goal. Life, I'm talking about lifelong disciples of Jesus, strong in the word. Nothing's going to take me out. I'll be, I'll be protected. I'll have the right people around me, and I'll be delivered to the right place in God's timing. That's the promise we have when we're strong in the word. Would you do me I hope you enjoyed listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. Thank you for joining us in pursuit of growing closer to Christ. Stay tuned for more messages released every week. God bless.